officially move into Christmas now, right? <laughs> I think we can. And um, uh, moving right along, Betty Jo Tucker movie at a headquarters every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. I'm confusing her because I'm doing my show an hour early today. Sorry, Betty Jo Tucker. Love you. Okay. Oh, I like this one. Let's promote me. Hi, I'm Nancy Lombardo. Would you like to do something special this Christmas? Me too. So this Christmas, instead of sponsoring some silly little third world child, why not sponsor me, Nancy Lombardo, an American? For just pennies a day, barely the cost of a cup of Prozac, you can be my sponsor. Just imagine what your money can do for me. With your help, I can afford new headshots, resumes, voice lessons, demo reels, and the much-needed psychiatric help my friends have been joking about behind my back. Think about it. You can save me, Nancy Lombardo, an American, or some anonymous foreign kid who will probably just grow up to overthrow our government. I think the choice is simple, America. Don't you? And speaking of promoting things right off the bat, I want to promote that on the 16th, that from 3 to 5, I'll be in a Christmas show. Kathy Burke is uh, producing it. It's going to be a ton of fun comedians, and it's free. It's at Coney Island Baby, and that is, I believe, 169 Avenue A, or just look it up, Coney Island Baby, and it's free with happy hour drinks. So you want to check that out because that's going to be fun, lots of fun. Okay, speaking of lots of fun, Hello, little Alan's wife, Belle, T. 
teaching herself to what write. What I used to do was something that I made up myself. I knew that I wanted to write scripts one day. Right. So I used to wake up on a Monday morning, let's say, and go, uh, all right, this week the subject will be buying a car. Okay. Monday I would write a monologue as if Jack Benny was delivering a monologue about buying a car. Oh, how great. Tuesday, as if Joan Rivers was delivering a monologue about driving a car. Wednesday, Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, Thursday, Richard Pryor. And Friday, uh, Alan King, okay? Uh, and this was when you were very young? I was 21. Right. Okay. At the end of the week, I had five monologues about buying a car, but each one with a different sensibility. Right. Each one sounded different about the same subject because I knew I wanted to write scripts one day, and I didn't want everybody sounding the same. Oh, how interesting. So I, I try to train the ear that way. Right. You know? TV shows, maybe more so today than it was when I was starting out, okay, um, they're very much star-driven, and, and, and a lot of these stars, and you can you, you go over the last 10, 15 years, beginning with, not beginning with, but including Gary Shandling and Tim Allen and, and Jerry Seinfeld and, and people who've got their own shows, you know, stand-ups, that shows were built around them and their persona. If, if, if a, a writer who's just starting out hangs out at the clubs, you know, and befriends somebody who makes them laugh and, 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 and vice versa, can start furnishing that, that part, you know, they start with material, and right. they can start developing a relationship, and everybody gets a turn, it seems. It, it, it seems like everybody gets a shot, and the, the hope would be is when the person you're writing with or writing for gets a shot, you go along for that ride, and you see how far it takes you. Right. You know, so that's still a very, very viable way to break in. Ben Roush, Christmas. Down at the dock. 
We'll be having an uh, archive segment of show Christmas and love song medleys. And it's now available. You can listen to it anytime. But Betty Jo Tucker, movie at a headquarters, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Now, here's a little fanny flag. It's great sketch in Martin Mall. <laughs> you know, you can hardly pick up a newspaper nowadays without seeing a report of someone somewhere sighting a, a UFO. That's to be an unidentified flying object. Yeah. Um, they may be called unidentified, but people are still identifying them. No, well, they're, un- they're identifying the unidentifiability of them, actually. <laughs> Recently, uh, a woman right here in Fernwood not only sighted one of those things, but she claims she came into intimate contact with an alien from another planet. Hey. Uh, she's come here tonight to tell us her story, so would you please welcome Mrs. Sylvia Miller. I'm into our spaceship. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you. Sylvia, I'm sure everyone's uh, pretty eager to just hear your story. Why don't you start right in? Yes, well, let me tell you how it was with me. It was uh, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was a Thursday. It was uh, very much like any other Thursday. I was out in my backyard taking down my wash. Sure. And I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I noticed a huge beam of white light. Well, at first, I thought perhaps I had used too much bleach, but then <laughs> the light became whiter and whiter, and I watched it, and it, it uh, went behind my house in the meadow. You've never been there, but there's no. a meadow. And the strangest thing happened, all of a sudden, uncontrollably, I began to uh, go towards the beam of light, just walking uncontrollably, still clutching a pair of my husband's shorts. And as I got closer to the beam of light, the sky turned blue, and all of a sudden, through the blueness, at this point, I could make out a, a metal object, I would say, perhaps 30 feet this way. Oh, boy. And uh, as I approached it, a huge ramp shot from this uh, thing, and all of a sudden, at the end of the ramp, there was a door, and the door opened, and at this particular time, a uh, blue man of about two feet with antennas walked toward me, and the next thing that happened really just shocked shocked me to death, I'll tell you the truth. Well, uh, I know it's hard for you to talk about it. Um, could you tell us what happened next? Well, the next thing, the next thing that happened is uh, he threw open his spacesuit and a beam of light shot right out at me. Uh-oh. What in the universe is this? So it didn't have anything to do with your bleach. uh, No. And uh, as the beam of light uh, shot towards me, uh, all of my clothes came off. Holy cow, like a white tornado, like this. That's just incredible. Yes, uh, they just, uh, for, for some reason, flew off, including my husband's underwear. Which we have not found. Yeah, which you were holding rather than wearing. Oh, yes, at that time holding them rather than wearing Throw that them. up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And uh, at this particular time, that's exactly what happened. So you were just standing there naked as the day you were born, basically. Yes, I was naked, uh-huh. Uh, and was he naked, too? Uh, I mean, the individual, not your husband. The one who the came out of man? Yes. That's a very good question. Uh, well, let me, let me be honest. I don't know because, you see, I have nothing to compare it with. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> He certainly wasn't anything like my husband. That's good or bad. Well, we don't know until we hear the rest of the story, I don't think. Yes, yes uh, hmm. but uh, anyhow, it was at this time that uh, he, uh, I don't know how to put this delicately, uh, had his way with me. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, well, I think you put it very delicately. Um, I better put it a lot less delicately. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just a second here, though. Uh, I, I, this is—I mean, this is all so fantastic. Are you—are you trying to tell me that that you were abused by an intergalactic being? I'm not sure that I understand that terminology. Are you? Uh, it was definitely an interracial thing. Yeah. Time, of, naturally, of course, I started to scream. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, nothing came out of my mouth. Has that? I went <sighs> nothing. Uh, has that ever happened to you? Just when I'm doing the search breath test. Yes. <laughs> it was a terrible thing. And then at this particular point in time, I was uh, violated with a beam of light. Hmm. Actually, uh, Mrs. Miller. Could you actually call it a violation if it was simply a beam of light? I mean, really. Of course it was a violation if the light goes where he shined it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, might as well get right down to it here. Did you feel any physical pain? No, it was not painful. It was humiliating. But I know that I was violated. How long did this attack actually last, this attack of beaming? Just seconds, seconds. Wow, he must be quite a guy. <laughs> the, the serious thing, the thing that I pray and I, I worry so much about, I just hope that I am not carrying a half-breed creature. I mean, for all I know, I could be giving birth to a flashlight. Uh. You never know when you get him on the show what it's going to turn into. This is uh, <laughs> the bigger story than I thought. Are you actually trying to say that you could possibly whew, be pregnant <laughs> by a man from outer space? I mean, that's pretty hard to buy. That's what my husband said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would like to, speaking of deviations, I would like to deviate for a minute. I happen to know these TV... Beams go into outer space, and I'd like to take an opportunity to address this intergalactic pervert out there. And uh, this is Jerry Hubbard down here on Earth. This is not how we handle the women in this world. You're dealing with the, the, the ladies of America here. It's not wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I'm telling you, next time you get an idea to come down here to one of our women, the least you can do is take them out for a couple of drinks, maybe a nice dinner. Would that kill you? Maybe a movie. 
uh, you like to go to movies, don't you, Mrs. Miller? Let's take her out and uh, shove some scrambled eggs and coffee down her throat. It wouldn't hurt to say an occasional, hey, you're looking nicer. Is that a new dress you got on? And then a little later, if uh, she doesn't have a headache or she doesn't have to get up early, then maybe it's time for wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You don't carry on like that with our women, believe me. Next time you try it, and uh, you keep your laser battery itself, we'll cut off your batteries and hand them to you on a silver platter.
cartoon, if you didn't guess. So I met a very nice comedian the other day, and I want to promote him. His name is Eddie S.T.Y. Sarfati, and he'll be at the Triad Theater, 158 West 72nd Street in New York, Thursday, January 17th at 7 p.m. Follow him on Facebook to find out all of his other dates. Very nice guy. Very funny. Okay, there you go. That was good. Wow, this show went fast. Betty Joe Tucker Movie Act Headquarters every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. And now, how about a little Christmas people? Yes.
Check them out online, Christmas people. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is the end of the show, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't cover everybody. Here we it's go. Hanukkah somewhere, the festival of light. Eight candles are burning, menorahs are bright. And even though the others say ours is such a bigger day, it's Hanukkah somewhere tonight. It's Kwanzaa. Somewhere, a festival with lights. Seven candles are burning with principles so bright. And even though the others say ours is such a bigger day, it's Kwanzaa somewhere tonight. It's Ramadan somewhere, a festival, no lights. Five pillars of Islam are practiced so bright. And even though the others say ours is such a bigger day, it's Ramadan somewhere tonight. For those of you who feel left out of this song, I'd like to say, it's mm-hmm, somewhere, a festival of mm-hmm, for mm-hmm's, of mm-hmm's are burning so bright. And even though the others say, ours is such a bigger day, it's mm-hmm, somewhere, it's mm-hmm, somewhere. It's somewhere tonight. Thank you for joining in. This is Nancy Lombardo, your host of What's the Buzz New York. Thank you. Good day.